You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From Shakespeare to Schwartz, from Fosse to Alvin Ailey, from Sondheim to Borellis, from McNally. It happened to the greats, it still happens every day. When lightning strikes, it's the moment you know. When lightning strikes, where you're meant to go. You can stand and shout Eureka, do whatever you like. You'll never forget the moment when lightning strikes. Hi, this is Gerald Brunner, and you're listening to When Lightning Strikes, where we talk about the heart-thumping, tingly mic drop moment that led you to becoming an artist. And to borrow from New York Times critic Stephen Holden, Christine Ebersole contains multitudes. In over three decades, this two-time Tony Willie actress has dazzled on stage and screen, in television series, concert appearances, recordings, and on and on and on and on. Her eclectic career includes everything from joining the cast of Saturday Night Live to being in the films The Wolf of Wall Street, Amadeus, and Tootsie, to starring on Broadway, playing Dorothy Brock in 42nd Street, to the dual role of little Edie Beale and Edith Bouvier Veal in Grey Gardens, to play Elizabeth Arden in Warpain. And that's just a very small sampling of her Broadway credits. Christine is currently starring as Bob's mom, Dottie, in the CBS hit comedy, Bob Hearts. I'm Ashola. And I just want to say one more thing. New York theater critic Ben Brantley said, watching her, one feels as though they are taking a masterclass from Sir Laurence Olivier. And from her performance in Grey Gardens, Brantley also wrote, Christine Ebersole embodies a once living figure of, shall we say, distinctive style with a radiant conviction and finesse that turned surface mimicry into fine-grained portraiture. Welcome, Christine. How are you? Wow. I'm, I'm good. That's quite, quite an introduction. <laughs> well, I've, been ge- I've been geeky out on you since for, I... Um, 42nd Street. I mean, I, I remember, you know, they say you remember very specific performances in your great gardens and war pain and on and on and on. And, you know, I sometimes I'll see a, a piece of theater 
or when we were going to theater, I'll see a piece because of the artist, you know, or the director. And I always think, oh, I want to see a Christine Ebersol piece. So it's really a delight to have. So can we talk about your lightning strikes moment when you knew you had to be an artist? Like when I know you grew up in Illinois. Yeah. Right? Well, I think my father decided for me. He said, he claimed from the first day he laid eyes on me in the hospital that I was going to grow up to be a great dramatic actress. So, as <laughs> <laughs> so I say, no pressure, you know, no but, pressure. Uh, that was, uh, that was his idea, you know, but it, 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 it I, I don't know. I think it was when, um, I, the, there's no real one defining moment, but I, yeah. I know I had a, a teacher at the American Academy, I'm mean, sorry, at, uh, at McMurray College in Jacksonville, Illinois, uh, that said, don't stay here. You have to go to New York. Really? That, yeah. yeah. He told me to leave school and go to New York. Well, let's, let's just talk about one of the first times you were on stage. Do you remember you know, when you were a kid and on stage? Well, there was a I guess there was another defining moment, sort of. I mean, it, it, uh -huh. all roads were leading to it, I think, but it doesn't really occur to you in the moment. Uh, but I, I, you know, I grew up playing the violin, and uh, I played violin from the time I was eight years old until I was uh, 15. And I was in the, in, at 15, I was in the orchestra uh, playing for the school production of Finian's Rainbow. And uh -huh. I, there was a defining moment there because I was so taken with what was happening up on the stage that I played the violin when there was no music playing. I was, you know, during a non-musical <laughs> moment on the stage. <laughs> and much to the chagrin of the conductor who gave me, like, you know, the evil eye. But um, it was that I, I knew then that I, I didn't want to be in the orchestra pit. I wanted to be up on stage doing what Betsy Miller was doing. Who was playing the star? Who was the star role? You know, uh, <laughs> Rainbow. So um, the following year that I was uh, um, auditioned for Guys and Dolls, the production that that the high school was doing at the time, and uh, I auditioned for Sarah, the part of Sarah, and I lost the part to Linda Nissanoff because I was too tall. Ah. So Linda Nissanoff got the part, but I, I was in the chorus. I sang tenor in the chorus. I was a mission doll. So, I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> those little things of that's how it all began. But it was, it, it began before that because, you know, growing up, I remember I would take things to the hilt. Like, I remember this very distinctly, but I, I was about five years old. And I, it's wow. so crazy. I sat in a chair in the kitchen and, and I sat up there the entire day. And if I had to go to the bathroom, I would just crawl on my arms, you know, and my, because my, my legs weren't working. And so I would crawl my way up to the bathroom or whatever it was, get myself up on the seat and, you know, do my thing. But my, I just remember like my mother being very like tolerant, you know, she just went. <laughs> She would just kind of do her whatever whatever work she had to do in the kitchen. She could kind of just work around me. You know? <laughs> so, but I mean, and I remember like once, 
Like in third grade, I thought that I I wanted to be a, a, a pioneer because we were studying pioneers in third grade. Oh. So I wanted to be a pioneer. So I, I slept. <laughs> My parents let me do it. It's so crazy. But I, I slept out on a sled. <laughs> in this kind of room that was kind of cold, you know. But I remember like sleeping on the sled because that's what I'm sure I imagine that's what the pioneers did. You know, it wasn't real cold. They didn't have like cozy, cushy mattresses, you know what I mean? They yeah. slept on hay or something. So I just like slept on a sled. And I remember like writing a letter to somebody because in those days you'd write letters. <laughs> and I remember like, you know, in Illinois where I grew up, it was so freezing cold. I mean, it was just the winters were absolutely unbearable. So I remember like taking out this like wool scarf that was like a, it was it was big at the time because I was not full grown, but it was like like this big shawl, and that was my winter coat that I would use to like <laughs> go outside. I'm just you know, so I think it was obviously in the blood. <laughs> and my parents were my parents didn't go. What the heck are you doing? You know, they just were like, all right, you're a pioneer. Great. All right, how's it going for you? You know, sleeping on a sled. <laughs> Well, this is like you, you were like a one man, a one woman Strasbourg kind of sense memory, Strasbourg studio, like you had your I own guess, actor studio that you had myself, you know, that you had those tools that you knew how to train yourself. But I wasn't That's, even, I never occurred to me that I was going to be an actor. I just wanted to be embody those things. Oh yeah. And then the other one was, um, the Von Trapp family, because they, before yes. they did Sound of Music, they had a movie out called The Von Trapp Family Singers. And oh, my gosh, it was at the Holiday Theater. And of course, it was like a quarter to, in my day to go to the Holiday Theater. And I just would watch that movie over and over again. And I would get it. My dad had been traveling. So he had he had brought knapsacks back from, <laughs> from Switzerland or wherever he was traveling. So I would put these backpacks on my back. <laughs> and runs around the back fields be behind the house. I love to go on wandering. <laughs> and be one of the trap family singers, you know. That was before that was before, before the actual musical. But I, when I was a child, I wanted to be a nurse, actually. I was gonna be a nurse. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a nurse. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So how did you end up in drama school? 
Uh, well, uh, when I was at, when I was in college, well, you know, I'm in, in high school. I, you know, it sort of began. The, the wheels started turning, I think. But then when I was in college, um, I I remember speaking on the phone with my mother. Uh, you know, where it became time to declare a major. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just go into social work or maybe I'll be a social worker or maybe I'll, you know, be a lawyer or something like that and, and do something like that. And my mother said, no, no, get into music, get into get into acting. I mean, so both oh. of my parents were like, I don't know, maybe they sensed it or saw it or something. There is actually, I actually have a recording of... Um, that my father, you know, he had this fascination with reel to reel. Of course, in those days, it was reel to reel tape recorders. Yeah. And um, he had this fascination with recording, and he would, re you know, do these recordings of, uh, you know, the family uh, during special occasions. And I remember this one that he um, transferred to, to uh, tape, you know, cassette tape at the time. Um, it was a Christmas Eve of 1956 and uh you know it's you you can hear it on the recording my father's like sounding like you know edward r murrow it's like you know it's christmas eve 1956 and <laughs> mother is at the piano singing playing christmas carols and the kids are singing and pop is about to join them and so my my mother's at the piano and she's and all you know i've got three brothers there's four children all together and uh, i was the youngest of four and my mother's playing the piano and the kids are all singing and they're singing, they're singing Jingle Bells. We're all singing Jingle Bells. And my mother says, now let, let Christy sing the chorus. Now just Christy. You ready, Christy? And so my brother goes, sing. And my mother's playing Jingle Bells and I sing. I'm three years old and I'm singing uh -huh. Jingle Bells completely on pitch. So that was an indicator, Crazy. you know, that I, yeah. uh, that I was, that was a gift from God. So, so, um, you know, maybe they saw that. I don't know. And I, and I think it was also trying, you know, living vicariously through my father because he was very, you know, he was a very dramatic, you know, larger than life kind of a, kind of a character. And I think he was a frustrated actor, but, you know, had a family to support and everything and, and was, uh, you know, made money as an as an engineer he became an engineer oh. that's how my parents met in college after the after the war oh. and um af and my mother was the rehearsal pianist at the methodist church she grew up on a farm in pennsylvania and she was the you know she played piano and she was the rehearsal pianist at, at the methodist church and so and so she taught all of the children how to sing harmony through the methodist hymnal and uh so we'd all gather around the the uh piano and she would teach us all harmony at a very young age and then we all had to take instruments you know that was just required in the family everybody had to play an instrument that's what you just did back in those days and so i chose i actually wanted to play the flute but uh they i guess they had enough flute players so uh, i had to go to my second choice which was the violin so that's how i ended up playing the violin you know in third grade because and then i also played the piano too because we were you know, we all in the family, we all right. were required to play an instrument. So that was in your genes. But then I love how your parents encouraged that piece of you. <laughs> Not only <laughs> they, they, they nurtured like, that. Get a sense of a job. <laughs> I'm like, no, get into music, get into theater. You know? And I love that your teacher, that you had all these wonderful 
people who are nurturing you along the yeah. way, like the yeah, teacher who said, go to New York. They were just guiding yeah. Like, yeah, you can't stay here. You got to go to New York. So do you remember when you first got to New York, what your impression was and what what your take was of the big city? Well, you know, um, you you know that was it. That was another thing, because I had a dish. I was. A girlfriend of mine who was down visiting me at the at the at McMurray College, um, a friend of mine who had left the school, sent me out of the blue um, a brochure for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and so it was just kind of sitting on my desk in my dorm room, and my girlfriend who was visiting me, um, you know, saw the brochure there, and she said, "You got to fill this out. I'm not letting you leave this room till you fill this out." I mean, so it's like the everybody was like hiring me, but like like what's the word like ushering me along the way yeah it wasn't even something that i was like i've got to do this in my life you know it was like okay all right sure we'll do that and then i um auditioned regionally for the american academy and the regional um person who was you know vetting people to uh audition for the academy said i'm going to send in my highest recommendation so i got accepted to the american academy and I went to New York when I was 20 years old, and I stayed at this place called um, the um, East End Hotel for Women. Ah, and it was, like it was kind of like the Barbizon, you know, back in the yeah. And it was $46 a week, which included two meals a day. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and it was kind of like... A, <laughs> It was like a kind of a halfway house for Happy Dale. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was going on at the same time. You know? So it was like for anybody that's observant. And I guess I could say that about myself that, you know, observing is, is part of a big part of what it takes to be an actor, you know, because you're observing somebody's yes. behavior and you're sort of like bringing it into yourself and kind of then you know, giving your interpretation of it. So, um, but there, there was this, it was like women were on one floor and men were on another floor. And so I shared, I shared a room with my uh, college roommate who had graduated. She was two years older than me. And so she had graduated from, from McMurray college and she was coming back to New York. So we were, we, we shared this room together and there was a sink in the room and there was like a bathroom down the hall. And there was, there was this woman. Oh, my God. She was so great. She was such a great character. You know, she was like, yeah. um, she just was, she lived down the hall. God knows what her story was. But, you know, she goes, I spoke to Mayor Lindsay the other day. And, um, you know, she's like, you know, she's all of a sudden, like, really good friends with the mayor. Um, oh. And, uh, oh. you know, he's, he's, he's given her the scoop on what's going on. And she would... Mesh, she would have her shoes like very, very easily lined up. And, you know, it just you knew that she wasn't, you know, all there. But I mean, but at the same time, you weren't frightened by her. She just she just was like, wow, this is like an amazing character, you know. You know, I could add it to the <laughs> roster of pioneer women and, you know. All you know, these eclectic characters oh that gosh, you've, that you've so gathered. All, I enter- you know, for a couple of months while I went to the American Academy. And, and then, yeah. And then ultimately you got, was it very soon after that you got Angel Street? Was that your first yeah, that was Broadway? Thing. I was, I was, you know, I, I had gotten an agent at, which was very unusual at the time at, at the American Academy because uh, I was doing a play in my second year and you had to be asked back to your second year. And I got a scholarship, which was really nice um, the second year, but I was doing a play called the Robesart Affair, 
which was about the young Queen Elizabeth I. So it was like the 1500s, whatever. And so there was written by this guy named Francis Letton, who was a teacher at the school, and he was the playwright. And so he was represented by this woman named Lucy Kroll. So she came to see the play, and she was taken by my performance and wanted to represent me. So uh, this was uh, very unusual, you know what I mean? Because she had a, she, her, her clients were like, you know, Ruby D and Ossie Davis and all that kind of stuff. And so she wanted to take me on. So she introduced me after I graduated in 1975 and I was working as a waitress at the Lion's Rock, which is on 77th between first and second. Huh. And, um, and I lied my way into that job too, because I'd never waited tables in my <laughs> life. But I, I, and so I, you know, the guy, there was this German, oh my God, he was so great. This German manager who always had this real tough exterior, you know, it's like, you know, he, he wouldn't suffer fools. But at the same time, you know, he's like, oh, where did you work before? I said, well, uh, yeah, I worked at this place called the Steak and Brew in uh, Chicago. Like, okay. You know, so he hired me. And of course, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And thankfully, the girls, you know, the waitresses that were there were very, very helpful to help me. But anyway, so I was I was back from um, working a shift. And previously, uh, Lucy Kroll had introduced me to this producer named Shepard Traub, who was producing uh, this play called Angel Street on Broadway at the Lyceum Theater with Dina Merrill and Michael Allison. Ah. And Christine Andreas was playing the part that um, it was based the the Angel Street was the play, and the movie was Gaslight with Ingrid Bergman. Oh, that was Gaslight. Yeah, based on Gaslight. Yeah, that came from oh. the play Angel Street. Angel Street came first. Oh, and so okay. Then, um, uh, that was uh. Angela Lansbury's first film role. Yes. And so yes. She was nineteen years old, and she played the, ma the maid, the Cockney maid, Nancy. Yes, so Paula, that Paula. That, that, that he, that I, she introduced me to Shepard Trout. Now that, the part was already cast. It was already, you know, sewn up. So, uh, but then what happened was after I met him and then I was home, you know, from working a shift at the Lion's Rock, that's when my agent called me and she said, darling, you're on Broadway. I was like, what? She was like, you know, that, that, that I had gotten, what happened was Christine Andreas went to do uh, My Fair Lady with Rex Harrison, so she had to leave the show. So they needed a replacement. So I was the replacement. So that was when, that was a very humbling experience because, you know, it was like, well, I go back to work. It's like, well, you know, I got to leave you little people because the big great white way is calling. And uh, so, you know, they, they had to buy my equity card and everything. And I, 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 I was waiting tables and then on Broadway, and then the show closed oh. after three weeks. So I was oh. begging, you know, for the manager for my job back. Oh. back to me. And then it wasn't, I, we won't go through your whole, but then, and then the next one was on the 20th century, right? It was like two, a few years later. Well, it was a few years yeah. later, but in the meantime, I had oh. done, um, I had gone to uh, South Carolina to the South Carolina Arts Commission and did a, a new musical that my friend Mel Marvin had um, written with Robert Montgomery called uh, Green Pond. And it was based on um, a, a place in South Carolina. And uh, so it was four characters and we went down to uh, South Carolina and toured 
the state of South Carolina in a in a station wagon. We would drive from place to place and then put on this play, which was very, very controversial at the time because these four characters were, uh, two of them were living together, uh, not married. And oh. and there are people that had not ever seen a, um, a, a, a musical, a play, nothing. I mean, it was, uh, you know, we did it in, in church basements, basements and places like that. I mean, it was, it was just, it was very rudimentary, but it was an amazing experience, an amazing, amazing experience. But that set you on the course of... And then we, and then we came in to, uh, to do it off-Broadway at the Westside Arts Theater. Oh, okay. Oh, that's and that's when Clive Barnes, I remember so, you know, I so distinctly that, um, you know, it was the way it was set up at the Westside Arts Theater, there were like little cabaret tables, I don't know, in this... The, be, Yes. It was called the Chelsea West Side at the, at the time. And uh, I remember Clive Barnes was sitting, um, you know, in a front row seat. And he was, you know, we identified him. And uh, he fell asleep. He fell asleep through the most of the show and gave us a good review. So I was very happy about that. <laughs> I guess his dreams were compatible with the show. But, you know. Just, you know, all these little lessons about like, you know, you can't, you can't take it, you can't take reviews, um, what's the word, uh, to heart, right. because yeah. the good ones either, because, uh, <laughs> you know, because as soon as you get, as soon as you get a, um, a good review, you'll, you'll be thrown off your high horse and thrown under the bus in the next one. <laughs> and that's happened to me. So it's like, uh, I hear you. I understand. Is it is this too woo woo? Is it hard to describe how performing makes you feel? How how well, what, when you it, were giving you know, when, you, when you were giving the uh, the accolades at the <laughs> kind of I was like, wow, oh, no. you know. But it really it kind of made me, and I'm going to probably start to cry because because it's so heartbreaking what's happening, you know, um, yeah, it, around the world and. Yes. Uh, with the, these theaters being closed and everything. And, uh, um, you know, as as much as uh, you love, you know, you appreciate uh, film. I, no, I'm going to speak for myself. As much as I appreciate film and television and all that kind of stuff, there's no fulfillment or power. Power and fulfillment and, and, and as close to... Um, a spiritual uh, experience of a, of a of of a community with God mm. that you get on the live stage, uh, in front of a live audience, people shoulder to shoulder, packed in there, mm. um, and the audience is an, is another invited character, and. Uh, it's that that sense of fellowship and that sense of community and that sense of uh, of how a play or a musical can give you a transcend can transcend you can transcend the um, the, the the sorrows of the world in a way that's beautiful and, uh, yeah and 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 that that's been uh, taken from us yes. and now um 
it's not it's it's really like uh you know humpty dumpty sat on a wall humpty dumpty had a great fall all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put humpty together again and that's that's the situation we're in right now and that's the truth humpty dumpty is not going to be put back together again you're not going to sit there with a thousand eggshells and go oh i got an eggshell over here let me see if it what it matches it's not going to happen so the only way that the theater is going to come back is to restore it to what happened before all this stuff happened uh, that's the i mean you can't you can't have social distancing and you know masks and all of that other stuff going on and call it live theater can't do it you know i mean i know that i have friends of mine who a friend of mine who's a producer was asked to put a plastic shield in front on in front of the stage to put a plastic shield um no then you don't call it theater yes call it the freaking twilight zone because that's what it is it's not Uh, here and so you know and that's why i'm having this emotional response because um you know, it's yeah. um, it's it's an it's a it's, it's theater is theater and opera and you know clubs and nightclubs and you know the social gatherings yes. when people are shoulder to shoulder and um, you know cheering you know one another on or you know or gasping or whatever the whatever the the collected uh, response is uh, from an audience, um, that is that is what is is uh live theater and that is what is healing and that is what is transcending and to to uh put put in rubber dolls in between the seats uh don't call it theater that's not what it is so um you know so my heart is broken because of that um and i know that um there's a there's a way just like just like um in the cement the um the truth of nature and the truth of of god's creation uh can you know at that time when when you see the little the the little tree that's poking up through the cement the cracks in the cement yes and that's really what what we have to look to and to hope for is that there's some place whatever it is if it's in if it's in um somebody's backyard or somebody's um uh, you know, somebody builds a, a barn, you know, in a, in a field somewhere that's not encumbered by uh, the rules and regulations of, of, of the cities and, and the world in that sense, that there's, there's going to be a revival, but it's not going to come through trying to put back Humpty Dumpty. It's not going to work. It's right. not, you know. It's going to be a new... It's going to be—it's going to be the little palm tree that's, cra- that's yes. coming through the cracks of the cement. That's what—that's right. what it's going to going to be. And so there's hope in that, but it's not going to come through uh, uh, at, at, uh, putting Humpty Dumpty back together. It's, just, it's, it's all the all the king's horses and all the king's men aren't going to do it. So, I hear you, yeah. but I'm full. I don't. I'm a. I'm an optimist. That oh no, that's the completely crux, optimistic. The cracks, that's completely yes, optimistic. yes, and and I agree with you. The optimism is is the palm tree coming the through the cracks of the cement. Absolutely. Yes, yes. that it will happen. It will yes. come back. And and in the meantime, I mean, you're on this wonderful series. Yes. You want to talk about Bob Hart's 
Abishola. Abishola. Mm-hmm. Abishola. Yeah. I love, yeah, yeah, I love, I, I love the series so much. And your character, Dottie, Bob's mom, is mm-hmm. just delicious and complicated <laughs> and <laughs> tells it like it is and kind of fearless. I got hired by Chuck Morey and he yes. sat me down and said, listen, um, you know, in the fourth, around the fourth, fifth episode, uh, you know, we're going to have a big shift. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, that's it. He heard me sing. So he's going to make me, I know what, I know what's going to happen. He goes, we'll talk about it, you know, tomorrow. So I had a day to think about it and I'm thinking, okay, I got it. You know, he had me sing, you know, acapella on the first episode. Uh. It was great. You know, so I, I know what's going to happen. They're going to, he says, well, you know, it's going to shift and it's going to be like Dottie centric. I said, I know they're in Detroit. She's going to be like a nightclub singer. And I'm going to like, I can see myself with the gowns and the nice false eyelashes and the soft lighting and everything at the mic. It's going to be great. And I'm going to, oh my God, this is going to be so great. I'm going to be a nightclub singer. This is going to be so cool to be on this series. And I'm like, <laughs> so the next day he comes back and he goes, she's going to have a stroke. I was like, what? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So you didn't I- know. No. So when you took on the role, you didn't know that she was going to have. No. Okay. No. No, heavens no. So what what do you like about her? What qualities do you like about her? She's a tough cookie. Yeah. I mean, you know, oftentimes I'll say, who had such a terrible mother to write me like this? You know, (laughs) (laughs) she's a terrible mother. But but here we are in Hollywood. Um, You know, I just first of all, I have to say I absolutely love the cast it's like the greatest cast of people that i could ever ask for or hope for and i adore everyone so i'm very blessed to be a part of this wonderful wonderful group of you know people and and the producers and everyone is just top drawer as my mother would say (laughs) and we we haven't seen a lot of characters like this portrayed on network television do do you mind sharing you know what the the premise is or i could say but you can probably explain it better that there's uh bob and his siblings and you're the mother and and you have it yeah and you make compression socks compression Uh, socks yes and uh, (laughs) my husband passed away and um and so he has a heart attack and and goes to yeah. the hospital and he got five stints put in and he wakes up and there's this beautiful Nigerian nurse named Abishola. And um, and so he they fall in love and, you know, yeah. the rest is history. So it's it's kind of like this collision of cultures, you know? Yes, yes. And, yeah, and it looks like you know, maybe they will end up together. We don't, there's, it's been picked up for a second season. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when, when you'll be shooting again or are, uh, is there, start can you this say? week, we start this oh. week. It's really exciting. No, I imagine you can't say what is going to happen, but what, and here you've had some romance. Yeah, that's why some, we have to tune in. Yeah, I yeah. I don't and know he, when it's going to start back, though. I, I'm yeah. really excited for, like, when the actual air date is. I'm sure they have to get, you know, these uh, episodes yeah. under the belt, you know? Exactly. And you get to sing. You get you get to yeah, sing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they do get me to sing, which is so nice, you know, which is very <laughs> sweet. You know, Chuck Chuck is uh, very generous that way. And, and what is it like for you? Because you're 
you play um, someone with a stroke so convincingly. Um, I, know, I don't know if you ever saw it online. People are like, did Christine ever yes. really have a stroke? And they I saw that. <laughs> I saw that when I was. Well, that's acting. <laughs> that's acting. But what? What? Ha, when you have a part like this, or you know, like uh, uh, you know, or an EDB, how do you? Do you mind taking me through your process? How that all works? I mean, I'm sure every character is different. Well, it's, it, it especially goes back. The, it, it goes back like, or the you know, sleeping on the sled. It's just sort of imagining what it's like. Yeah. So you. And yeah. I think it just comes from, um, you know, the visual of like seeing it, seeing people that have had strokes or, uh, you know, just seeing what the physical manifestations are. And then you imagine what those physical man manifestations are. I see. I see. What would you, I know uh, we, we have to tune in, but would you like for her to fall in love? Daddy? Of course. Yes. <laughs> of course. Everybody wants to be loved. I know. Everybody and I, wants love. I know. And I love that she loves Abishola, that they've bonded. And she's, she's the daughter really, I never had, even though I have a daughter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also love, I know you said you got hired, but I love how eclectic you, the, the, you've the breadth of roles you play when I think about that you're the same person who played you know Elizabeth Arden in War Pain and then Edie Beale and Leo DiCaprio's mother and Lily, Wall Street exactly but is there a role you're aching to play is there a role that you think oh god I've got to tackle that or it's yet to be written I don't I don't, I think it, you know, there's a lot of parts that, I mean, I would have loved to have done um, Gypsy, but I'm too old now, but, um, so. uh, no, totally, I can't, have, I couldn't have a seven-year-old and like, you know, I mean, I do believe in miracles, uh -huh. but I mean, come on, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but, um, how old was that for anyway, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, I, you know, Sweeney Todd is another one that I really love. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you could probably be any age to do that. But um, you're Mrs. Know. Lovett. Yeah. Mrs. yeah. Lovett. I mean, just 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 the challenge musically, you know, I think is really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I but I think the the ones that haven't been written, you know, but I don't know. It's just like I, I don't I don't kind of think in those terms. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. like, oh my gosh, there's this is I'm dying to do this. I, I just it's kind of like the phone rings, somebody goes, Oh wow, I've got this for you. Oh, that that looks amazing. Yeah, let me let me check it out, you know? So it's it's that kind of a that kind of a I'm at that stage in my life. Yeah. I'm at that stage in my life. I, I think in when I was younger, you know, it was all, I've got to play this role. Now it's like, eh, you know, that would be nice. Sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. It, it, 
Is there something you wish you could tell that that kid who was sleeping outside as a pioneer <laughs> woman, or that, yeah, or, take you it know, easy, <laughs> or you know, the kid or who who first moved to that Barbizon esque hotel was it called, and um, in New York, you know, was just and and was uh, trying to get the waitressing job. Is there something you wish you could tell that that per, that Christine? Well, I think that's just kind of life, isn't it? It's like things yeah. that you hold so, things that you hold up as so important don't become aren't as important when you when you get older and you've lived through it. You know, your 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 priorities change. But um, but no, there's nothing I would take back or change because that's how that's like it's the learning curve, you know. Yeah, and and do these roles, you know, do they do you sort of take them with you on your journey, you know, take the, 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 uh, you know, the Edie's and the Elizabeth's and, and, yeah. uh, you know, do you take them? Well, they're, with just, you, the they just be, and, they're just kind of part of you because they emerged from you, you know, they emerged from a part of me. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that to, you know, to draw on in terms of, uh, you know, the strength of their character, the fortitude of their character. You know, I think that's just kind of speaks to life. Yes. You have to have fortitude because <laughs> it's a jungle out there. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But I also love, like, I think about how you've, you know, you've, in, you've, played so many different in, in so many different genres as well. You know, and I think about dinner at eight and all the different, you know, current role, oh, you I know, love present that day. Oh my God, I that love that one. Great. Oh my God. That was such a I love great that experience. one. That was, oh, I just really cherish that one. Yeah, that was really, I, I mean, as an audience member, it was so special. Oh. But, and, and how are you staying nourished during this time of, this very surreal time. How do you stay sane and together? And oh, yeah. well, um, I'm very grateful that my daughter is here with me. That's great. So yeah. yeah, so I'm not alone. I don't. I don't. I don't envy those that are alone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just you know how do we uh, find fellowship and community. Um, with family, um, yeah. like-mindedness, like-minded people. So that's, that's, uh, and, and my, you know, my husband, um, we've, we've had a lot of, um, time that we've been able to be together. So that's because we have a, a home on the East coast and an apart and I have this apartment on the West coast because of working out here, but we've literally lived in New Jersey for 21 years. In Maplewood, right? In Maplewood. The other one. Uh, yeah. And you've had a family. And that's yeah. also what's so wonderful is that you're a mom with several children. and Yeah, three and children and, and three seven children. seven pets. So it's, <laughs> it's you know, Bill's, Bill's been nicknamed Uncle Zookeeper. So. <laughs> but yeah, and my son, Elijah, just graduated from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts with... Uh, Yes, with a scholarship oh. both here. So I'm I'm thrilled for him. Oh. And you know, this is a very um unique time to be starting out. 
That's fantastic. What was that like for you when he said, I want, he wants to be an actor? Is that what he studied performing arts? Yeah. 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 That's right. What was that like when he, he's, he decided to choose that path? What was that like for you? see him well i mean he's definitely has the talent you know the god-given talent um and so i i i think it's the question one asks one must ask of oneself is you know the talent is a given the commitment you know you have to you that's what you have to really take stock of is your commitment Yes. I mean, but that's the way it is in life, isn't it? That's right. To anything, if you want to, to succeed. Yeah, what is and it? So he really proved that his commitment when he went to the academy. That's fantastic. And he graduated. Now yeah. he's out. And do you give him advice? What kind of advice do you give him? Well, it's, it's again, it's, it's really just kind of about, um, you know, fortitude and commitment. And, and perseverance. Yeah, and being willing to be uh, to uh, sleepy outside. <laughs> like um, I keep thinking, like your rosebud. That was your rosebud. Oh, and it, it was. It was. It was my magic flyer or whatever it was. Yeah, nice you. being able to like uh, re recall these things. You know. Yes. Um, it's, it makes a life. You know. Exactly. Back on it because you know that this because the the future is uncertain, but it's 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 it does become more certain in how we view it and how we manage it you know i mean that's that's really kind of the the hope is just to keep remembering the palm tree that has come through the cracks of the cement and that's the truth yes the truth is the palm tree that's the truth Yes. The little palm tree that comes through the cracks of the cement. Yes. And uh, or wherever you are in the world, if it's a it's a pine tree, or yes. a, an oak tree, or a mighty oak, yes, that comes from that little acorn that yes. pokes that where it says, you know, you can't grow here. And that's they're saying no, that what you said you can't grow here is a lie. And I'm showing you right now that I am the truth because I am coming through the cracks yes so Here's um that's that's really that that's the that's really the test is is how we see it as creative artists <laughs> who are given gifts who are given gifts that's what we focus on yeah do you think yeah. it can be learned do you think people can learn it or do you think it has to be innate your gift well yeah. you have to be a you learn to be a good steward of your gift. Uh. Uh, that's where all the the lessons the violin lessons come in <laughs> amen there you go <laughs> so even like, yes yeah we have to we have to learn about how to how to be a good steward of our gift yes so that's why we take classes and we learn you know how to yes. speak accents and how to get to make sure we get to places on time and um, you know, Doing. wear the appropriate clothing and have the appropriate haircuts and have the appropriate whatever. Yes. The, the, the manners and the demeanor and um, the, the goodwill that we bring wherever yes. we go. So th those are things that we learn. 
Ah. Uh, but the gift is given. Ah, uh, yes, which you have. Well, thank you we so much. We all have. Everybody gets you one. Have, we all get gets, one? Everybody's been given a gift. Everybody in the so, world. Isn't that so amazing? Ha, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, so no, how, everybody. It's like when, when the gift of the Magi, you know, when they all yes. came to the and they got the gold and the frankincense yes. and myrrh. Everybody yes. got the gold and frankincense and myrrh. Everybody <sighs> got it. But it just comes in these different, you know, forms. So the question I, I is... Got, I was given the gift of singing. But how do you know your gift? Sometimes that's the question is, what if you don't know it? It's just a rhetorical question. Well, you got to figure it out. Then, then, I'm, then what you do is you just tune in. Tune in to yourself. Tune in to what, you know, what excites you. Yes. We all have the gift. Oh. We all, we all got one. We all got the gift. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's a gift to talk to you. And yes. Thank it's a you. Gift to talk to you, too. Thank you so much. happens every day when lightning strikes. It's the moment you know. The theme song was written by Tom McGovern. This episode was edited by Kyle Moore. And the talent was booked by Anna Stroud. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.